623. Nick, I am uh, 44 questions through my 50 question quiz. So I'll knock it out the rest of it at the uh, at the uh, at the next break. It's just agree or disagree questions. So so far so good. Um, had we had a scoreboard, although somebody else would have had to do it, I might have knocked it out right there. Are you on 16personalities.com? I'm on mypersonality.net. Is that bad? <laughs> I don't know. And I only have 26 minutes left to, to, to do it. Uh, let me get you a couple headlines here because we jumped right into the drama that is the NFL. I mentioned Hugh Freeze. Auburn flipped five-star fully wide receiver Perry Thompson. Uh, he flipped from Alabama, uh, which was huge, right? Absolutely monster from Big Cat Weekend. Uh, they also got four-star athlete Malcolm Simmons of Benjamin Russell. That was announced on Saturday. This is all coming on the heels of of last week's DeMarcus Riddick, the five-star linebacker who signed. So a huge, huge weekend. And now, uh, for, for a little perspective, Thompson is Auburn's highest-rated wide receiver commitment since Duke Williams in about uh, since 2014. That's according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, so if Lee were here, that would probably been your Chick-fil-A question, just to guess. And now, Northwestern offensive lineman uh, Dylan Cinda uh, is transferring to Auburn. He's a 6'4", 305-pound line. Um, Offensive lineman, he's a freshman and was a three-star offensive lineman. So Hugh Freeze just getting it done. Uh, there's really no way to sugarcoat that uh, if you're not an Auburn fan. Guy's killing it. And we talked about last week with um, Riddick. We said there was going to be a domino effect. I'll be, I didn't think it was going to happen so quickly. But, man, he is killing it. I want to hear from Alabama fans. Give us a call. You concerned? You impressed? Maybe you don't want to admit it. Give us a call. We want to hear you. We want to hear from you at 694-1055. Uh, some other news. Former Alabama golfer Lee Hodges won the, P won the PGA event by seven strokes over the weekend. First win on tour. Uh, he shot a final round four under 67 to finish 24 under par in the, uh, in the win in Minnesota. I've told you all this about golf. I'm not a fan of these really low scores. I want to see, by the way, congratulations to Lee Hodges. Uh, obviously very cool. Uh, I don't want to see 24 under. I want to see those guys struggle out there like me. I want to see them fighting for par. That to me is that's what I want. That's I think more entertaining because it's relatable. These guys going 24 under is just nuts. Uh, some other news, real quick. Uh, Chris Busher wins at Richmond to earn a NASCAR playoff spot, and St. Paul's own and Mobile's own Jake Peavy, the San Diego Padres, inducted Peavy into the team's Hall of Fame on Friday night. Those are some of your headlines from over the weekend. You guys can jump in at 694-1055. Uh, Hugh Freeze got tossed in the pool by a bunch of recruits, commits. Man, they're loving Hugh Freeze. You throw Nick Saban in a pool like that, there's there's going to be that's going to be a national headline story. Well, you know, he's the one that's usually driving the boat and them guys are out there and he's trying to knock them off the uh the tubes, right, when they right, go tubing. But right. what if, and you're right, what if that got reversed? What if he were the one they were trying to knock off the tube? See, I feel like players wouldn't feel comfortable enough to be like, oh, let's go get Nick Saban. I feel like maybe it's a respect thing. Maybe it's a fear thing. Maybe it's a little of both. Um, But, you know, Hugh Freeze, like, I don't know. He, he's a lot more relatable I mean, would you not agree with that? Uh, yes. I'll say this. If I were to ask Hugh Freeze what song he liked, I bet the moderator wouldn't have tried to 
uh, made me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, someone said I'm on a dating site. Is that a dating site? It doesn't it doesn't feel like a dating site? What'd you say it was called again? <laughs> Mypersonality.net. That might be a dating site. There's not one thing in here about dating. That's where they get you. All right. Well, I only got about three or four questions. Are you seeing like the word compatibility? While you were talking, I knocked out two more. No, 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 no. I'm redoing the test that I had mentioned earlier because I I took it, you know, five years ago. Well, you need to send me the link. It's in the app. Oh, okay. Well, I got to finish this one now. Everyone in the app, fill out the personality (laughs) test, and we'll all talk about the rest of the show who we're like. Yeah. Because, see, on this website, it gives you 10 uh, comparisons of famous people. That have your same personality type. Okay. So that that can be fun. And then maybe maybe later on in the show when we have some time, we'll fill it out on Lee's behalf. Like answer the questions how we think Lee yeah. would, and then we'll see uh, what he's like. Okay. That'll be fun. All right, I just finished it. Okay. What's your letters? Oh, bro, I got to, like, sign up and save my results? I'm not giving C, him my information. C, man. Nah. That's why you need to do the one what a waste one. of time. All right. Very good. Uh, Auburn's classes is currently ranked seventh in the SEC. Gus's class were typically four to five. I know, but you can't look at the big picture yet. Dude just started. While it may not be ranked as high as Gus's class, look at the pieces he just picked up. I guarantee you they're far superior than anything Gus has picked up. I get it. It's okay to be scared. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll hear from you next. 694-1055. Come on, guys. Join the party. And I guess we're doing the personality test. Stay with us. It's the opening kickoff. Welcome back in. This segment brought to you by Dixie Supply. They've got you covered. Dixie Building Supply manufactures a variety of metal roofing systems to meet your needs. Whether you're putting a new roof on your home or sheeting a commercial building, they've got you covered. Dixie Supply. All right. Coming up on the show today, we do have a few guests here. My good friend and colleague over at AL.com, Ben Thomas, joins us at about 7.15. He's real busy this week as Baldwin County Football Media Days takes place. We'll get his thoughts on some news and notes here locally on some high school athletics. He's going to join us at 7.15. Brian Matthews. I figured, look, Auburn fans, he previewed Big Cat Weekend Force late last week. It went well. No sense in him not joining us today to recap the big weekend. So he'll join us at 8 o'clock. We'll also do the Millite Golf Report in hour number three. John Ricchetti will join us. Uh, so you want to make sure you hang out for that. Phone lines are open here at 694-1055. I'm about halfway through the personality test there. Nick, I'll knock it out in the next uh, next group. All right, I finished mine. Oh, you already finished yours. All right, what do you got? I am an ENTJ, the commander-type personality. ENTJ. I'm a natural-born leader. I've got (laughs) charisma and confidence, (laughs) and I project authority in a way that can draw a crowd together for a common goal. Other people with my same personality type. All right, I'm writing this down so I don't forget. Go. 
Steve Jobs, Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, FDR, Jim Carrey. Uh, that's probably not a good. Who was it before Carrey? Jim Carrey. FDR. Yeah. Jim Whoopi Carrey. Goldberg. That's a little. And who? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Not Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange. Huh. All right. And Kevin Spacey from House of Cards. Not yeah. Kevin Spacey. Right. Well, um, Kevin Spacey and House of Cards was um never watched it. It's a great, great series, by the way. Um my guess is now to be fair, Kevin Spacey, the actor, yes, very different than Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards, but I guess I will say this about his character in House of Cards. He did like to experiment a little bit. I'll, I'll, how about that? Is that fair? That's fair. Sure. You want to hear what some of my weaknesses are? Tell me. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can tell me something I don't already know, but let's go. Let it roll. Let it rip. I'm stubborn and dominant. I don't get that. Well, stubborn, yeah, maybe. You're not feeling my dominance? Not even a little bit. I'm intolerant. I think some of our listeners would agree with that. I'm impatient. I don't I don't see that. I'm arrogant. No. <laughs> I'm cold and ruthless. Um I could maybe see that. Those are my weaknesses. You, although because they're your weaknesses, you probably see those as your as your strengths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? See, I don't need a personality test to to, to tell me what I already know about you. I'm efficient, energetic, self-confident, strong-willed, strategic, charismatic, and inspiring. Uh, I would say most of those are. I, I would. I would agree with most of those. Boy, I don't. I don't. This lamb is rubbish. Yeah. Uh, someone in the app, Homeland Security, about to show up to get him. <laughs> uh, uh, in the app, yeah, Mark, but a class isn't just about top three or four guys. It's also about the depth of the class. They've been second class with second nationally. Okay, well, again, why, so here's my question. Why, why do you guys get so defensive about this? Is it defensive you, or is it just rebutting a point? I think it's defensive. I can't wait to see what your personality type is. Plays the victim. Uh, me? I play the victim? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't I, I think that comes off as defensive though. About and, and just kind of being Well, you're anti comparing Hugh Freeze's first year, you're saying, Man, look all he's doing and then he's saying, Well, Nick Saban's first year, he did a lot more. Well, actually he's saying his second class second was a lot year. more. Well, I guess yeah, we won't be able to tell till next year. Yeah. All right. Okay, fair enough. If I misunderstood, if, if if I misrepresented your uh, your statement, then I apologize. It to me came off as but 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 Nick Saban's better. And my question is, when we start talking about the the um, ability of the Auburn coach in a positive way, why is the response more times than not in the app? But 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 Nick Saban's better. It's easier to say someone's wrong than to say that they're right, Mark. So you're not going to get the comment that says, Mark, great point. You've changed my perspective. 
but why do I have to change anybody's perspective? It's not about, it's just, I mean, could, could we not all agree that since last Wednesday, Hugh Freeze has been killing it? I don't know. Unofficial poll. Has Hugh Freeze been killing it? I'd say he's been doing pretty good. And now Auburn isn't Vanderbilt, though. Auburn has been to a national championship. Um, so I wouldn't – like, it's a legit program. Sure, Harson kind of ran it into the ground a little bit, but – Oh, there's no little bit about it. I mean, they were still having winning seasons. I mean, they weren't up here. I think they kind of stayed middle of the road while everyone else kept going up. I mean, you would say, would you say Auburn is a more prestigious football program than Florida? No. Hmm. Would you? Mm. Now, neither have had like recent success, but, I mean, Gators have won a, 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 a few national championships in their day. Yeah, Urban right now, oh right now is uh mm. like maybe let's say over the past three years. Mm. I'd have to flip a coin. That's what I'm saying. They seem to be pretty, pretty neck and neck. Yeah, but when you when you talk about prestigious, you're don't you have to take their history <laughs> into account? I don't not. I wouldn't say you have to take that far of history. I think I think for recruits, they're basically looking at how good were you throughout my time paying attention to football all right so if you're talking about recruiting you're talking about three or four years okay that's fair so in the last three or four years successful or prestigious i think they both are hand in hand who would you say are the no vanderbilt is prestigious northwestern is prestigious okay then yeah i mean like successful like oh this is a you know what i mean i'm not saying like they get good grades on the act like, over the past five years, who would you say are the most, you know, like the biggest football schools in the SEC? You have Alabama. Right. Georgia. Georgia. LSU. Yeah. And it probably falls off pretty dramatically after that. But then who is it, though? Is it Ole Miss? Hmm. No. Right? No. I, well, I mean. Is it Tennessee? Tennessee. Are they back? Yeah. I, well, just based on last year alone, you have to put Tennessee in that next group of pe- uh, in that group that next echelon of SEC schools. For and sure. then number five, I mean, it's like Ole Miss, Arkansas. Auburn, yeah, Arkansas, Florida. There's tiers to it, I guess. Yes. But it seems like Auburn is going up. I don't think anyone really thinks Florida is on the come up or anything. They seem to kind of be flatlining and i think people have tempted expectations on Ole miss yeah like oh y'all won nine games last year y'all win nine games this year and, and they, nine games next year. you know there was a uh, there was a, a a second there like a minute where you're like okay here you are kentucky but then i think that kind of started yeah. flattening the line in a little bit uh in the app uh auburn getting ready to run things in the state Saban just mad because now everyone uh, can pay players, not just him. Someone, I think now I think someone's being sarcastic because someone said, "Mark, great point. You've changed my perspective." <laughs> With exclamation points. 
<laughs> uh, but somebody agrees with you the same. Exactly, Nick. Mark pats Auburn on the head for everything they like their Vandy. Most big-time SEC schools recruit well. Heck, half the top 10 classes are from the SEC. Okay, well, I, I actually agree with a lot of that statement. But, first of all, now Vandy... Did, just throwing out the buzz. Vandy ain't... Vandy's not recruiting like Auburn's recruiting in the last half a week. Come on. And I'm just saying, you, you got you to gotta give Hugh Freeze credit for finally getting Auburn to the point where they're recruiting where they're supposed to be, where you expect them to recruit. That's worthy. That's that that's worthy of a pat on the back or a pat on the head as you put it. So you're you're really high on everything Hugh Freeze is doing. To this point, yes. It's obviously going to take some years to actualize. 2 or 3 years. So what 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 do you predict Auburn's record being this year? Oh, are we doing this now? And then I'm going to ask you where do you predict it to be in 5 years? Bro, like you think this year they're going to finish in the top 25? I got I got I got to look at the schedule here. You think they have a winning record? Hmm. Dude, they didn't even have a starting quarterback yet. We're going to do this? Okay. Uh they beat UMass. Do they beat Cal at Cal? I don't know what they're doing out there. I don't know what the Golden Bears got going. Okay, on. worst case scenario they're 1 and 1. They beat Sanford, they're two and one. They lose to AM, they're two and two. They lose to Georgia, two and three. They lose to LSU. What is that, two and four? Do we think they lose to Texas AM? Yeah. This is worst case scenario. Okay. They have Ole Miss and Mississippi State the next two. Let's say they split. Sure. So they're three and five. They beat Vanderbilt, they're four and five. <sighs> Arkansas. By then they have a starting quarterback. I think they're five and five. Okay. They beat New Mexico State. They're six and f- five. Six and five. And then Alabama. Six and seven. Six. Hmm. Six and six. What other coach in the SEC started their first year going six and six? I know. Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, so you're saying he's following the same Nick the same track as Nick Saban. Well, so you're saying in three years, dude's gonna three, be Okay, I'll ask you. In three years, <laughs> do you think Auburn is finishing like, you know, consistent top ten, like they're in that LSU uh type of their you know, they're getting big recruits. They have the year where oh they're gonna make the playoff, they have the off year where they finish ninth. Like is that where Auburn All right, gets I'll say back this. to in, in three to five three to five or just three years? We'll call it three to five. Three, three. I'll say they're in the college football playoff in oh. three or four years because they're expanding. But no, you got to beat. You got to beat all. I mean, you, I don't. It's you see what makes that so difficult though is because you're assuming Alabama's taking a step back, LSU's taking a step back, Georgia's taking a step back. They don't have to necessarily take a step back, but well, if they take one step up and Auburn takes three steps forward, now all of a sudden Auburn's two steps ahead. That's a lot of math for this early <laughs> in the morning. Um, someone said Harson was the same record, six and six. Now look at him. Hugh Freeze is not Brian Harson. And Hugh is a and lot Harson, charismatic of a guy. Harson didn't recruit the way that there. You see, there are different right. ways of being six and six. You can be an optimistic six and six, or you can be a down the dump six and six. That's right. Um, now at the end of the season, it's like it's like a team that rolls off six straight wins and then finishes the year with six straight losses. That team's necessarily, I mean, by record standpoint, 
is no different than the team that loses six straight and then wins six later, but you're a lot more optimistic about the team that rolled off six straight wins at the end of the season. Right. All right. Someone says, don't you just love the Auburn euphoria? Could they win? Do you think they're in the playoff in three to four years? See, I, I want to say based on what Hugh Freeze can do offensively, recruiting that they are, but the issue isn't Auburn. The issue is having to overcome LSU, Alabama, and that's just in the in the West. I mean, they're going to beat Alabama in an Iron Bowl in the next four years. Yes. They're going to beat LSU in a game over the next four years, maybe a couple. But will it be in the same season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many teams are getting in the playoffs? Eight? Isn't that what it's about to be? It'll be 12. Well, and they also got Texas to play. And Oklahoma. That's what I'm saying. It's. We'll see. I think I just talked myself out of the oh, hole. You did? Now you're, <laughs> you're reversing. You know what, actually? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think has a better next four years? Texas or Auburn? Texas. Oklahoma or Auburn? You know, Oklahoma's had a lot more success over the past 10 years. Yeah. Probably Oklahoma. Hmm. So, how are we feeling about Auburn? <laughs> <laughs> like, see, this is what we do. We kind of talk like this out. you want to like Auburn, but whenever you start laying out the... Right, because on the surface, like I said, what, what he's doing, what they're doing there is currently working i know it's incredibly small sample size but when you put it up against the rest of the conference it's difficult all right let's take a break we we went long there i'll finish my personality test uh nick personality is consistent with steve jobs margaret thatcher jim carrey dr strange Whoopi goldberg gordon ramsay and fdr for what that's worth. I'll see what mine's like. I wouldn't mind uh, having a dinner with all those people. I bet the food would be good. All right, where would I put the test now? Oh, man, got to oh, restart. I got to restart it? <laughs> come on. No, there it is. There it is. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Continue with your comments in the app. We'll get to them as well. Mark, Nick, a leadless edition of the Open Kickoff right here on the Sports Station WNSP. This is Reese Dismukes. You're listening to 1055 WNSP. Welcome back in. The opening kickoff continues here on this Monday edition. Mark and Nick. Lee will be back, I think, tomorrow for half day duty. I think he's just, you know, he's got to ease back in after his uh, his vacation. But uh, we appreciate you making us part of your morning. Okay, I took my personality test. Yeah. I am a protagonist. Yeah, he's got the ENFJ. So what were you? You were... I don't remember the code. You were ENTJ. Yeah. Whatever that means. All right. So who are who are the people? 
that I'm my personality is most like Barack Obama. Okay. Oprah. <laughs> you get a car and you get a car. John Cusack. <laughs> I love John Cusack. Jennifer Lawrence. All right. Sean Connery. Nice. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> These are so random. All right. Ooh, Skyler from Breaking Bad. Hmm. That sounds like me, people, right? What if I told you? Maya Angelou. All right. Okay. I mean, I fail to see a, a negative there. Well, let me tell you what your weaknesses are. Okay. <laughs> You're unrealistic. It's true. You're overly idealistic. That's me. That's kind of the same thing, right? You're condescending. I think that can be true. You're <laughs> Nick, you true. and your you and your opinions are so cute. You're intense. I think all the listeners can agree on that. Well, comparatively speaking, I am. And you're overly empathetic. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you put the empa in there. I was like, I'm overly pathetic. What? <laughs> He's soft. Yeah. But you are as receptive. a baby's bottom. You are receptive, you are reliable, you're passionate, and you're charismatic. Mm-hmm. So that's a win. That's a dub. I'll take it. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. Whatever. Well, and I'm filling out the questionnaire as if I'm Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see um, how that goes. All right. Fair enough. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. Is that a Lee thing? I don't think. He he seems to kind of... Um, Maybe slightly disagree. If you're asking me, I think he's the opposite. Isn't he the... I mean, I've seen him... He's working a crowd? No, I, I think of the events we go to. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably a good call. Now, when he's working and he needs to get an interview... He's all after. He's a bulldog, oh, man. How about, what do you think of this one? You are not interested in discussing various analysis of creative works. Yeah, I'd say that's him. That's a strong agree. Guy yeah. is not trying to talk about uh, the movie he watched. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to be interesting once I finish that. And then we'll see who we're all like. Mm -hmm. We got Barack Obama. We got the Gordon Ramsay. Now, what's that last ingredient? All right. So, um, do you, think you have a guess of what it's going to compare Lee to? Is Lee going to be more me or more you? I think he's going to be completely different from all both yeah. of us. The, the, the results will be calculated, and the answer will be does not compute. I'm trying to think of like who it will compare him to, like what famous and notable person it will compare Lee to. That'll be great. Maybe that computer from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Hmm. Maybe Dwight from The Office. <laughs> False. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you guys can jump in. Uh, I mentioned coming up in hour number two, we're going to talk to our good bud, Ben Thomas, AL.com. He covers high school athletics here. Uh, Baldwin County uh, High School. Baldwin County High School. Baldwin County 
uh, football media days is starts today. He'll be running that. So uh, we'll get his thoughts on uh, a number of issues, including, but not limited to, Perry Thompson, the uh, Foley wide receiver, five-star. That's kind of what we've been talking a lot about today. Uh, he flipped from Alabama to Auburn uh, over the weekend. So that's a uh, huge, huge news there. Um, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. So you guys, we've been talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers and Sean Payton now. Mm-hmm. It's, that's reality TV. Week five is looking up. Dude, there's an NFL game this week. in The, the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. Yeah, but is that really a game? For people that love the National Football League, yes. There will be is officials in, in jerseys. No, in fact, I don't think any of the starters are playing. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm not one of those guys, though. I, I get the sense you're like that, too. I have to have a vested interest. There are those. I say this every year. There are those guys out there that are like, Oh man, there's a game on tonight, Tuesday. Like Mac, I'm not watching. Only it. thing I remember from the Hall of Fame game is when that running back's career ended when he was a rookie and he played in it. I think David Wilson was the name, maybe. Hmm. All right, get on that lead personality test. We got to right. we got to get the results when we come back. We'll uh, we'll reset. Hour number two is next, right here on the Sports Station WNSP. is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Another week of the opening kickoff. Another day. Without Lee Shervanian. That's right. Welcome back in on this Monday. Hope you and yours had a happy and safe weekend. I'm Mark Heim. Triple G's in the house. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Got another good one for you lined up for the next three hours. You guys can get in 694-1055. And of course, always get us in the app. Nick and I had a big pregame meeting there. Yeah. I'm not sure what the conclusion of that meeting was, so I'll just ask very generally, because uh, I don't know how specific we're getting, but how was your weekend, sir? My weekend was good. It was filled with a lot of um, family fun, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How was your weekend? It was, uh, well, it was uh, full of... Um, a lot of family, family fun. <laughs> Ran up to uh, Birmingham, did a little top golf for the first time. Uh, enjoyed it. it. Was a little warm. Not gonna admit. Uh, Got to admit, it was a little warm, but uh, had a good time at uh, Top Golf. So I'm I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to uh, Top Golf opening up here locally. I think uh, it'll be a um, financial gain for those that invested in in such a facility. But yeah, it, it's a lot of fun and. Uh, if you don't have a chance to do it, even if you're not a good golfer like me, because my, my back was on fire for like the next, you know, 24 hours after I might have pulled every muscle in my back. But uh, did you stretch? Sure. No, 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 not, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, but, you know, what's great about Top Golf is you get you get folks of all varying degrees out there. Right. See, there was a there was a young couple next to me. 
uh, and neither one could hit it, but like the guy's trying to show the girl like the proper like uh-huh. technique, and it just wasn't working. Meanwhile, you got this guy uh, on the other side of us who was also with his, I guess his girlfriend or his wife, whatever, young couple, and dude was just bombing like bombing tee shots. So, like his goal was just like no no touch. He's just out there trying to impress everybody around him. Right? He's got the big like driver and the big club head. And, like you hear the big, you know crack of the club and he's just out there bombing them i don't i don't think in the time that we were out there at the same time he he tried he worked on his short game once he was just out there like you know looking to win a long driving contest so there were there and then there was us giggling having a good time so fun was had fun was had well that's good yeah i can't complain i can't complain all right so as always per wnsp regulations when lee is not here we leave it wide open for you guys. We right. want to hear from you, and there are a number of topics that we need to hear from you on. Uh, we're going to get to Auburn here in a second, but I got to start in the NFL, where we last time we left it, I feel like it's a soap opera now. Last time we left it, Sean Payton went all in going after the Jets and, the uh, and, and well, Nathaniel Hackett specifically about how it was the worst coaching job he's ever seen in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Well, as the world turns or the days of our lives or in another world, Aaron Rodgers has responded. We have some audio that we'll, we may we'll play it a little bit later in the show, but basically Aaron Rodgers said on Sean Payton, I thought it was out of line, inappropriate. And he cites Will Smith. He says, I think he needs to keep my coach's name out his mouth. How about that? And they're playing in week five. This is going to be great. It's going to be good, man. And then Sean Payton, he walked back the comments. Right. Which I thought was a little, uh, I don't know. He said he had his Fox broadcasting hat on still. Well, and we mentioned that. Remember, maybe that whole analyst thing had gone to his head just a little bit. I, I Yeah, for sure. But I would have doubled down. Well, you were a fan of him saying it. Yeah. I'm a fan of him saying it only because, you know, you want content. This is great content. Now, if I'm if I'm Sean Payton, of course I don't say those things. Like what what do you have to gain from that? I know we talked about you liked it because from a internal standpoint in Denver, that's a good thing. But certainly that'll wear off long before the negative impact of it does right i don't think so what's the negative well that he's gonna have to be answering questions like this for the next five you know well not say the next five weeks but up until week five that this is going to be something that every time he goes to a press conference or he does a post-game interview or a post-practice interview people are going to ask him about this not about the team see i feel like you just come up with a generic answer like look i'm not talking about that we're going to take care of that week five look i'm not talking about that we're going to take care of that week five just have that be your answer you wouldn't have had to walk it back because now that you walk it back they're still going to ask the questions true you should have doubled down then when it when you were tired of answering it come up with a generic statement and let it ride yeah Aaron Rodgers wasn't having none of it though. He was uh he was surprised. He was uh very surprised by the comments. I actually Aaron handled it well. I don't I don't like the whole citing the Will Smith thing. Keep your coach keep my coach's name out your mouth. I wish he would have gone a little bit more um 
traditional there? I don't know. I, I don't, every every time someone says that, don't you automatically think about Will Smith at the Oscars? Yeah. And how he stood up for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore, Aaron Rodgers is standing up for Picked up Jada Pinkett Smith in his life. Nath- yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. But in the but see, that's another thing, because in that whole comparison, we all think that Jada Pinkett and Will Smith are in the wrong. So if Sean Payton's Chris Rock, then I think he's doing okay. All right, well, you guys can jump in on that. Because, look, and I I have said this for years, right? God, you know, people kind of laugh about – I cited a couple of soap operas there. People, people always laugh about soap operas. Guys, we like soap operas as much as, you know, women do. It's just that our in our soap operas, ours wear sh- helmets and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like we we are so we are we might be more into drama than oh, most. Definitely. It it just takes a different form. It takes a different shape. I mean, is this not the stuff of drama? I mean, soap operas? That's every sport, man. I mean, how many times do we talk about the NBA on the show? Are we talking about wow, you know? Uh, LeBron dropped 40, 10 and 10 last night. Or how many times is it? Did y'all see what Kyrie did? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now, and now there's a contract potentially dispute in Indianapolis, right? So Jonathan Taylor, he's requested a trade. According to the report, he said he had back pain, uh, during his, pre-training camp physical or I should stress on the wrong word pre-training camp physical uh, but the injury is was sustained from uh, I guess a non-football injury and so uh, now the, the team's looking whether or not to place him on the non-football injury list uh, which means dude may not get paid so, dude wants out. Guy wants out. Um, he failed the physical. He had a previous. I've never understood how. We need to get, like, a team doc on. Like, what What constitutes a physical, and how does one fail one? Like, how injured can you be before they realize, like, nope, sorry, you didn't pass. Like, one, one too many wrong answers there. Yeah, I don't know. Because I remember doing, like, physicals for sports in right. school, and you'd go up to, like, the urgent care and pay your 30 bucks. Right. You, you stretch, you touch your toes. That's right. They, they check a couple boxes. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> That's only if you pay for the premium. Uh, but I. But that was it, right? Yeah. So we really need to get somebody on to talk about, like, what is it? And what constitutes, like, if you just. Would we fail a physical, you think? Would we fail an NFL? If perfectly healthy in yeah. our current lack of athletic condition, would we fail a physical? Because we're healthy, right? My ankle's not busted. So. I don't have any. Well, I mean, my back's a little sore, but other than that, I don't know. Well, so Jonathan Taylor requested a trade, and Jim Mercey said, "We're not trading him, and we're not trading his ass in October either." Right. So, sorry, Jonathan Taylor. And another thing, you know, we're talking about how running backs aren't getting paid. The Colts might have been the one team that might have paid Jonathan Taylor. They're really building this real run-heavy offense. 
with Anthony Richardson. They're they're expecting to not be that good this year. Honestly, he could have probably just played it out and got a decent deal, but now causing a little friction. Apparently, you and I would both fail the mental health evaluation. Why do you say that? I don't know. It's just what the the uh, uh, one of our listeners said. No, I think I would actually get a hundred percent on that. A hundred percent on which the might be a red flag anyway. Right. Well, I could come off as a, a psychopath or something. Yeah. I don't know. You ever taken one of those personality tests, like the where it's like the INTJ ENFP thing? What is that? What is that called? Like the twenty three personality types. How many? How many were you? <laughs> no, I don't think I have. See, there's a website. I I'll have to sh- pull it up, but it tells you like what famous people you also have the same person personality type as. Okay. And they also ha- do it for like fictional characters. I have the same personality type as the Myers Briggs and Steve and uh, Steve Carell in The Office. You do, Michael Scott. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. That's Not a, a bad g- bunch. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure Malcolm X was in there too. How long does it take to take that? It's a it's a lot of question. Probably 20 minutes. Oh, I was gonna say I'll take one during a break. Find out what I got. You might can do it in a couple breaks, but uh, we need to get Lee to do that. Ooh. It'd be because it, it, <laughs> it shows like how rare of a personality type you are and all the things about you. And um, I would be. I bet Lee is something unheard of what's uh what's crazy about those tests though and i don't know if you do this but in in those you know take this test and find out you know who you're most like or what you're most likely to do don't you consciously or even subconsciously start answering questions the way you think or the way you hope you will be ultimately evaluated i never do that i keep it 100 100 of the time because a lot of people do that you know, what movie theater candy am I? Oh, I hope I'm popcorn. Right, nah, right. So you start answering, yeah. yes, I like salt and butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate sweets. My favorite color is yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's always a problem with, one, with some of those tests. I mean, not for someone as mentally tough as you, obviously, because right. you're, hey, you're look, sharp. I'm, I'm, I'm the Willy Wonka of WNSP. I, I make uh, kids' dreams come true. You No, you make one kid's dream come true. And then all the rest, they get shipped off to their demise <laughs> yeah, in some form or fashion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got a lot to get to. But here's the other thing, too. And, and this is one of those age old questions. So with the Jonathan Taylor situation, if they're not interested in trading him and he wants to go, is it better to hang on to somebody that you think is of value but has no desire to be there? Or is it better for your franchise to get rid of him? Saw the sound effects there. I like that. Is that what your top golf uh, hits were sounding like? I don't know. What's it sound like when you top a top a ball? That was me. I got a hold of a few of them though. I ain't gonna lie. Did you did you do better than you were expecting, or were you like, uh, this is about how I thought it would go? That's not, no. I mean, it was it was pretty much how I thought it would go. Um, were you impressed by any of your sons or your wife? You're like, okay. No, she just LPGA, sat there and watched. She, she, no, 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 no. She was just sitting there watching. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, they got they got a hold of a couple of them. Uh, you know, they're old enough now. They they got a hold of a couple that went. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not winning any long drive contest in my family anymore. I don't think. Maybe if I can get in their head, if I can talk a little smack, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
but cough right when they swing. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> all right uh let's do this let's get you a, a traffic and weather we'll come back uh man hugh freeze is absolutely killing it right now and so last time we talked about this i wanted to hear from auburn fans today i want to hear from alabama fans how you feeling he just flipped one of your guys he's got a couple more now I know you'll never admit it. You getting a little nervous? I'm not talking about this upcoming year, but he's certainly laying the foundation. We talked about the domino effect once the first one fell, and we're already seeing it pay off. Big Cat Weekend was a huge success. We'll get to that. I'll get you some other headlines as well. Give us a call, 694-1055. What personalities are, are Nick and I? Nick and me? I don't know. It's early. Figure it out. 619 is the opening kickoff. Welcome to a Monday. War Eagle, this is Butch Thompson, head baseball coach at Auburn University. You're listening to WNSP. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Right, 7.04 on another week of the opening kickoff. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. Hope you and yours had a happy and uh, safe weekend. I'm Mark Heim, Nick Wiggins in the house. Lee off again today. He will uh, rejoin the show for a little while anyway, tomorrow. Uh, So we'll get the latest on that. Uh, We got some news and notes, but... I don't even remember how we got on this uh, this topic of personalities and personality tests. I don't know either. Nick and I actually both took personality tests. Uh, and Nick is most like Steve Jobs, Gordon Ramsay, Whoopi Goldberg, Ma- uh, Margaret Thatcher, Jim Carrey, Doctor Strange, the character, not the actor, in right. FDR. I am more like Obama, Oprah, John Cusack. Jennifer Lawrence, Sean Connery, Morpheus, Skyler, and Maya Angelou. Skyler from Breaking Bad. Yeah. The wife we all hated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fi- I finished taking the test again, and I answered every question as if I was Lee Shervanian. All right. And and what, what what do we got? Lee is an ISTJ. I don't really know what that means. That's basically so. There's two each letter. There's two options. So okay. he's the exact opposite, I think, of what you are. He's a what? An ISTJ. Um, and yeah. Well, we got the we got the J's. Okay. Lined up. J's up. Um, and he is a logistician. Is what they're calling. That him. makes sense. I could see that. I never would have come up with that. Uh, I, I never would have come up with that term myself, but that yeah. makes sense. Okay. And they're comparing him too. All right, go. Sting. Okay. Denzel Washington. All right. You, I see you, Lee. Natalie Portman. Anthony Hopkins. First president of the United States and high school classmate George Washington. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. George 
H. W. Bush. Wow. And for a fictional character, Jason Bourne. Wow. I s okay, Lee. Now this is all from a mentality standpoint, though. Like, he ain't out there running around, you know, taking down international spies or nothing. Right. What do you? Th should we go through the strengths and weaknesses? Yeah, please, please. We'll do the weaknesses first. He's stubborn. Check. I could see that. He's insensitive. Um, I'm not disagreeing with that. Well, not intentionally harsh. He's right. often he often hurts more sensitive type feelings by okay. his mantra of honesty is the best policy. <laughs> He's always by the book. I would agree with that. He's judgmental. Uh, I refuse to answer that. Or um. They often unreasonably blame themselves. Eh. I feel like he always blaming me. That's because he's honest. <laughs> right. His strengths. He's honest and direct. He is direct. He is direct. He's strong-willed and dutiful. Yes. Agreed. He's very responsible. I would agree with that. He's practical. He okay. creates and enforces order. And he's a jack of all trades. Um I would say 90% of that is accurate. Now, what's interesting about this, what, what's more impressive, the fact that that test pretty much nailed that or the fact that Nick answered on behalf of <laughs> Lee in order to get that accurate result? Look, what can I say? You get to know a guy after a while. In romantic relationships... Oh, boy. Things are going to get he's weird. He's deeply committed. Okay. And he has a reliable heart. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> but sometimes he can get so caught up in his correctness and in winning an argument that they thought were about facts... They're not they don't realize that their partner may have viewed things from a perspective of consideration and sensitivity. Okay. That can lead to friction. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so that's uh that's Lee Shervanian for you. Hey, so I got a I got a scenario for you. We haven't had a chance to get into this. Yeah. Uh so Tallulah, uh Tagaviola, to his little brother, is it Maryland? He revealed at Big Ten Media Day that an SEC school Offered him 1.2 to transfer, and he turned it down. Man, what are those terrapins paying? So, here's my here's my. I don't have a problem with that. I love the fact that dude is picking relationships. He pointed to the relationships he had already and 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 everything he had kind of set in stone at Maryland. I love the fact that he is has made that call and picked relationships over money. But the radio guy and the sports guy in me hates the fact that he didn't transfer to an SEC school. My question is, what SEC school do you guys think offered him $1.2 million? And how— And because like, he owns a bunch of Maryland records. Like, dude is—he's yeah. he's getting it done up there. But 
What what SEC school? Like, how great of a story would it be? Alabama needs a quarterback. How how awesome would it be if he transferred back, won the starting job after transferring out of Alabama, or if it would have been Auburn? Like, there's so many great storylines if he would have come back to the SEC. Yeah, I mean, look, I love the story. People are going to keep asking him about it. I'm curious as to how that phone call went. Like, did they just call him up and be like, hey, man, it's me with LSU. I got $1.2 million for you. If you Like, is that is that all it is? Is that what NIL is now? It's just basically just a salary cap without a cap? Yeah, I mean, do you? I guess you can. Like, is it not like, oh, we can get you four hundred thousand from this Toyota sponsorship, and we can get? Is it really just like, hey, man, got a million dollars for yeah. you? Don't don't worry about the details. Yeah, don't exactly. don't we'll worry. I, I don't know. I mean, it possibly That's crazy. So someone says uh, everybody in the app saying it's from Auburn. One hundred percent Auburn. Which would have been as. Is that not as good a story as if Alabama, if he would have transferred to Alabama, he would have transferred to Auburn? That's as good. It might be better. You think that's why he said no? Because it was Auburn? Do you think he was? So what you're saying is, oh, I can't do that. So he might have done it if it were the right school or a different school. I bet if Alabama said he'd do it. You think? I don't know. I mean, maybe. But I feel like Auburn, it's like, oh, man, I can't do that one. Hmm. But money talks, but I guess not that amount. So, like I'm saying, I love that the kid turned down what he called a crazy offer. I said 1.2, it was 1.5. Not that that makes a difference at this point. Um, I mean, $300,000. Well, yeah, but, I mean, when you're talking about, I'm just saying. Terrapin football. It's not like he wasn't going to go 1.2, no. 1.5, okay. Like, I I don't think that was the threshold there. But he said, and I quote, it would be hard for me to go to another place and not be happy but have all the money in the world. I'd rather be at a place where maybe I don't have as much, but I'm happy and I'm here to work. Not as much. Maybe I don't have as much. How much is not as much? I mean, he's got to be making over 500000 Right, but the other thing is, like, so brother's loaded night right now, right? So, right. see, this is why— and Wait, I is he did has— Two assigned a deal in Miami yet? Like a big deal? You never hear like Tua, one of the highest paid, you know, because every quarterback that signs a deal now for at least a week, they are the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I don't remember ever seeing that story with Tua. Or no, he but take a smaller deal. I mean, well, I mean, no, he's not in the upper echelon here, but let me see. Is he a top 10? Tua. Paid quarterback? Looks like he's making forty five. Over not bad. No, it's not. <laughs> Wait, one year or over the? He ranks seventh. Okay. He's making forty five according to the a quick Google search. So what do you think he's giving his little brother an allowance? I don't know how that works with adult adult family members. Like if I had a like if I had forty five million dollars, I'd like year. to think I'd give some to my brother or my sister. Yeah. Do they have to ask for it? Do I just get them nice things? Like, how does I that work? I hope you wouldn't make them ask for it. It's like that you old commercial where the guy's got the fishing pole with the dollar and making them <laughs> yeah. reach for it. I feel like you would hope to be generous enough. If I was making $40 million a year, I would want to make everyone in my close circle 
make sure all their needs are met. Hmm. According to the app, Maryland isn't an Under Armour school. It's the Under Armour school. So he's getting paid whatever he wants. The younger Tiger Viola. Okay. I don't know. It, look, in all seriousness, I think it's refreshing that a kid will turn down money to stay at a place that he's more comfortable and loves. I love, I love that. I love that. I just, you know, where we're located geographically, I would have loved to see him. I would have loved to see him here. So can't can't knock a kid for saying thanks, but no thanks. But boy, what? how great would that have been? What are the Terrapins doing? Are they winning games? Uh, I don't know. I know they got a d- decent basketball program. I tell you what, we went. My bad. We're supposed to have Ben on, and we got into that. So let's do this. Let's take a break. I'll look into that. We'll get back to this story because I want to know what you guys would have done for 1.5. We come back. We talk a little high school uh, football with our good friend Ben Thomas. How about that? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Hey, this is Jake Tilford, quarterback at Alabama. And when I'm listening to the radio, I'm listening to WNSB. All right, 720, welcome back in. The opening kickoff. Uh, Lee Shervanian, uh still off. He'll be joining us, uh, I think, tomorrow. I'm Mark Heim. That's Nick Wiggins. A reminder that you can follow us on social media on Twitter at 1055WNSP. Check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. There's always plenty of content. Uh, we'll take your calls here in just a little bit. But our good friend and my colleague over at AL.com, Ben Thomas, joins us here on WNSP. Hey, Benny boy, what's happening? Mark, what's going on? Uh, well, I'm just enjoying the couple of days, a uh, couple of weeks of summer left. Apparently, you are not. You are. Uh, you're getting into it, man. You got Baldwin County football media days today. Summer's over, Mark. We're we're past that. You need to get back with the back with the club, man. We uh, yeah, we, it's uh, you know they can actually start. Some teams can start high school football practice today if you did not have spring practice. Uh, you can start today, and the rest of uh, the rest of the teams start next Monday. And so, yeah, we'll do an, we're doing our Baldwin County media days today at Bryant Bank and Daphne. I'm about to head over there now when I get done uh, with you. And then uh, Mobile County media days on Wednesday and Thursday. And then we'll be uh, we'll be full go toward August 24th and 5th when the high school season starts. All right, so big news over the weekend. Auburn flipped five-star Foley wide receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama. A uh, huge story, and uh, not only because of how good Perry Thompson is, but uh, it involves both Auburn and Alabama. Yeah, it's been a while, right? In fact, yeah. I think um, Craig Stevenson, our colleague, wrote that uh, that's never happened, a five-star in-state uh, commit flipping from Alabama to Auburn. It's happened a couple times the other way. Um, but it's uh, it's a big. It was a huge week, obviously, for Auburn with Demarcus Riddick committing, uh, formerly a Georgia commit. Um, and but most people thought that it was going to be Alabama or Auburn in the end. He's the guy that rode with Nick Saban to the A Day game. So Alabama obviously put a huge emphasis on him. But for Auburn to get him, and then follow up with Perry Thompson. Uh, pretty spectacular week. They got another offensive lineman yesterday, a transfer from Northwestern. So it's amazing what you can do, Mark, when you actually have a coach that wants to recruit. <laughs> that wants to recruit. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, speaking of guys out there, what have you heard anything? What's the latest on Sterling Dixon? Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff, Mark. <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't know where it's going to end up. I mean, I, I've heard – 
several different schools, some uh, in our coverage area and some outside of our coverage area. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think we'll hear something on that in the next day or two or three. I mean, like I said, uh, practice is starting um, really around the state, if not this week, then next week. So, I mean, he, obviously school starts next week, I, I think, for pretty much everybody uh, around the state. So there's got to be a decision made. You know, it's a, it's a weird situation. I, you know, I saw Sterling two or three weeks ago playing for Mobile Christian yeah. over here in the uh, Daphne 7-on-7. And I'd heard rumors that he might end up somewhere else. But once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, he must be staying at Mobile Christian. But uh, I, his dad says that's not going to happen. Uh, so I guess he's not going to go back there. And we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. I really don't understand the whole thing. I mean, what his dad told me was that um, Sterling wanted to see if he could play at a higher level. Obviously, Mobile Christian's a 3A school. Um, you know, if he were to go, you know, he could go to a 6A or 7A school in this area or even somewhere else, and that would be against tough, tougher competition, I guess, you know, consistently anyway. So we'll see. I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something on that today, but maybe tomorrow at the latest. And I hope the best for him. You know, it's strange, Mark, that, you know, he's, as far as I know, he's going to be an early enrollee. So you're talking about wherever he goes, it's just going to be to December. Um, I just, it's unfortunate for kids, I think. I mean, I, in, in my mind, why not just let him play out his senior year with his teammates there at Mobile Christian? But um, the family's got to make the best choice for them, and we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, you know, that, that those are my questions. So, uh, first of all, the timing of it is. You know, we've seen just about everything, I feel like, now in high school football. But I'm not sure we ever saw anybody make the decision this late into the summer, right, even going through everything he went through at Mobile Christian. And then the other thing is, like, you're you're a year away from playing for one of the biggest programs in the country. Who cares what size high school you're playing at? Uh, and as you point out, the time frame's shrunk even more at this point. I, I don't understand it either, but, you know, to each his own. I, I mean, I, I know we've, we've interviewed Sterling. We love Sterling. We wish him nothing but the best. It just it seems the size of this, the, the high school you're playing at in your final year after, you know, committing to a major college football program just seems so irrelevant at this point. But, uh, you know, to each his own, I guess. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, you dove into – who the best Alabama high school players not to win Mr. Football are. Did you come up with any conclusions, sir? Well, uh, yeah, one thing back to our previous conversation, Mark, it's actually, you know, nothing surprises me on this transfer deal. Last year we had a guy, I won't, I won't tell you his name because I don't want to demean him anyway, but he, he he came to Mobile County Media Days for one school, and the next next week he was at another school. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, and, you know, we'll remember, you know, a couple of years ago, Shamar James from Faith Academy left about, he came to media day as well for Faith, left and went to Florida and came back and, and finished his, his career at Faith Academy. So, I mean, nothing, nothing, almost nothing can surprise me, I think, uh, when it comes to this. It's such a transient world. But, uh, yeah, so we did, so we're doing this little Mr. Football series, Mark. Uh, we started last year, last week on Sunday, we ranked uh, a panel of experts and myself so-called experts, um, tried to rank the top 10 Mr. Football winners of all time. We've had 41 up to this point. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of guys from our area. That The number one guy ended up being David Palmer uh, from Jackson Olin and, and Alabama, the deuce. Some played Alabama. I never saw him play in high school. Uh, but from what I understand from people that I respect, he was uh, unbelievable. So Julio was on the list, T.J. Yeldon. So this Sunday we did, you know, 20 guys. Who, who maybe you won't believe didn't win Mr. Football. Uh, and there's a lot of them. Uh, I mean, Mr. Football is considered the best 
football player in the state year in and year out. But how about Willie Anderson and uh, Chris Abrams Drain had an unbelievable run at Spanish Fort. And so Brody Crowell, you know, everybody knows he got hurt his senior year, but he had a fantastic junior year for Westbrook Christian. So uh, that's on Reese Disney's, you know, Spanish Fort basically yeah. won their first state championship running the quarterback draw behind Reese Dismukes at center. So uh, it's a fun little deal, just something to kind of get us prepared for the season. Uh, this Sunday we're going to do the top candidates for Mr. Football this year. Uh, and then, we'll, like I said, we'll just roll into the season. Uh, ben Thomas with us for another minute here. Uh, quick question, yes or no. Are media days being streamed? We have people in the app wanting to know if they're going to be live streamed somewhere that they can watch. Uh, no, you know, usually our buddy Ron Wallace at Balling Down South does that on Facebook. So you might can look up. We don't do it at AL.com, but if you look up Balling Down South, you might be able to uh, check that out. Again, it's today. We're going to start at 830 today in Baldwin County and 9 and Mobile on Wednesday and Thursday. So I would, I would search Balling Down South, and obviously we'll have coverage, I think, on your station. Got some people coming out there. We'll have uh, – I think the TV stations will be there, so you should, and, and we'll have plenty on AL.com. So you should be able to find some information about it if you'd like. All right, I got about a minute left. How cool is it that Sarah Land's hosting? I know they're hosting Lipscomb, but how cool is it that they're hosting essentially ESPN? Very cool. You know, they've played on it before. Yeah. Um, but not at home. They went to Georgia and played a, a game, nationally televised game on it, but for them to come down, and it's all about the prospects, Mark. I sure. mean, um, you know, Sarah Land, we know they've got a ton. they got the reigning Mr. Football. K.J. Lazy committed to uh, Texas. And just Lipscomb program coming in as a two-time state champ in Tennessee. They have the best senior player in Tennessee already committed to Tennessee. So a lot of prospects on both sides. And the good thing is it's a regular game time, 7 p.m. They didn't give us like one of those 9 o'clock starts or whatever. So it's going to be really cool. Ben, great having you on again, man. I, uh, we're, you're busy. You got to run. We got to run. We'll be following all your coverage on Twitter at Ben Thomas Preps at al.com backslash high school win. We really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy uh, getting back to work, sir. Thanks, Mark. Have a good week, man. Yep, that's Ben Thomas. We always uh, enjoy having Ben on talking some high school sports. We come back, we'll get your reaction and your phone call, 694 1055. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP. Mark and Nick Lee will rejoin the show tomorrow, I believe. Uh, you guys can jump in 694-1055. Our thanks to Ben Thomas. He had to run. Probably could have done a whole hour with Ben. So much going on there. But uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Ben Thomas Preps. Okay, coming up at 8, we're going to talk to Brian Matthews on another uh, uh, incredible weekend. Big Cat weekend was a huge success for Auburn. We'll get some perspective from Brian at 8 o'clock. We'll also do our Miller Lite Golf Report in hour number 3 as well. All right, so we're talking about um, Tech of Viola over at Maryland turned down $1.5 million in NIL from an SEC, an unnamed SEC school to stay at Maryland. And I love the fact that the kid said no to money and was going to stay where he wanted to be and he's developed relationships and all that. Hate the fact, as, as a guy that lives in this state, that he's not back in the SEC because I think it would be compelling, compelling, compelling. So how much would you have done it, I guess is the question. One and a half mil, would you have done it would, would if you were like a diehard if you're a diehard Alabama guy out there 
Are you accepting that check to go be the face of the Auburn Tigers and give away your fandom? I think that's what it was. You think it was Auburn? Yeah. I'm hoping it was Auburn. And he didn't do it because, oh, my brother played for Alabama. That's just going to be a Well, and he was there thing. for a, a hot minute. Tua almost – Tua honestly might have been like, look, man, I'll give you the 1.5. <laughs> just don't go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's where the plot thickens in our world of hypotheticals. What if – let's just say you're going to college. Like you're not even – you're not having to give – you're not having to give up relationships and everything you worked for at one university. What if someone offered – how much money would it take for someone uh, – uh, for you to take money, but the condition was you had to change your name? Because right now – this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Subway and – and you have to give Nick credit because he's the one that saw it. Subway is offering – And I did apply. Did you really? No. That's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Subway is offering free sandwiches for life. To someone who is willing to legally change their first name to Subway. And they're going to pay for the expenses to change your name and your ID and all that. And apparently that's like $750, bucks, yeah. which is not as much as I thought it would be. It's probably the hassle of getting everything changed. That yeah. Anyway, would you, would you even consider doing that? And how much would it take for you to legally change your name? I think I might do it. Okay, tell me why. You're legally changing your name to Subway. Right. Like I if I if that happened if that happened to me over the weekend, you wouldn't necessarily know. My ID isn't getting checked every time I walk into the studio. So you'd just call me Nick, all my friends and family would call me Nick. It would just be those few times where you have to flash that ID. I'm like, wait, does this say? Yeah, it was a it was a whole thing I did back in the day. <laughs> but I go by Nick. Um, so when you're getting pulled over for speeding, and the cops like looking at you, not thinking this is real, and you're like, dude, check all the yeah, empty Raptors and bags in the back, yeah, right? Subway. Exactly. But then you can use it. It's like you can use it when you want to and when you don't want to, because you could go, you know, around the media circuit. Yeah. Right. Hey guys, here's Subway. But then in your personal life, it's like, ah, oh, just call me Nick. I was going to be like, first name Sub, middle name Way. My friends call me Six Inch, whatever. Right. Foot long. They call me uh, Italian urban cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, what is what is unfree Subway for life? Like, yeah, they always every meal in there. And, look, we saw, like, and, look, I'm, maybe this isn't a name I should say. But we saw what the strict Subway diet did for Jared's body. I, I like how you said how uh, it helped Jared's body, not Jared specifically. <laughs> like, he lost a lot of weight. First so. of all, and I'm with the guy in the caller. I mean, I'm like the caller in the in the app. I mean, you're going to have to do better than Subway. Just throwing that out there. I just don't think anything better than Subway is going to offer this deal. So, <laughs> but you're, you're on to something because, you know, when you get free stuff for life, they're in the fine print, it's usually like 365 sandwiches a year. Right, or once a week or... You know, whatever. I'm there for my life. I am Subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this could, like, you're telling me if, in a way, you compare this with NIL, you change your last name to Subway, 
you pay a really big price. Now, all of a sudden, you got Subway on the back of the jersey. And couldn't you always change it back? I don't know. So I bet I bet you. Sorry, could. that name's taken. No, I mean you could, but then that would probably take away the lifetime sandwich deal. Oh, that's in the fine print too. Now, what if I just changed my name to Subway on my own accord and went into a Subway and was like, "Hey, it's me. You, you saw. I'm sure you saw the whole thing. Here's my license. I'm Subway. I'll take the sandwich now." Hmm. Or is there like another? Ver- is there like a picture of you plastered up in the back or you, room or you of like every ha- subway across yeah. America? Or they got like like in Happy Gilmore when he's got the card, like the free pass card. I don't know. I don't know. What would you guys do? Would you do it? Nick said he would. There's no way I would do it. No way. And there's only so much of the same food you can eat over any extended period of time before you've just had enough. And yes, somebody in the app got my humor about the six inch and the foot long. So, yes, that's just kind of what we do. Uh, coming up, oh, I need to get you some uh, I need to get you some headlines, by the way. I'll do that in our next segment, get you caught up on everything going on. Well, I'll do it now. How about that? So we've been talking a lot about Perry Thompson. We mentioned it with, uh, with Ben, the uh, Foley wide receiver five-star flipped from Alabama to Auburn over the weekend. Uh, Auburn also continuing to kill it. Four-star athlete Malcolm Simmons of Benjamin Russell, he announced on Saturday, this all – um, on the heels of five-star linebacker Demarcus Reddick last week. So, according to 24-7 Sports, Thompson is Auburn's highest-rated wide receiver commitment since Duke Williams in 2014. Guys, that was nine years ago. Um, and then, as uh, Ben had mentioned, they picked up a, a transfer Northwestern offensive lineman Dylan Senda. Uh, he's a 6'4", 305-pound uh, freshman. He was at Northwestern not very long. Under the circumstances, he bolted. Probably a good call there. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier Jake Peavy, the San Diego Padres, and uh, St. Paul's native, uh, was uh, inducted into the team's Hall of Fame on Friday night. So congratulations to Jake. Padres Hall of Fame. And uh, former Alabama golfer Lee Hodges got his uh, first PGA event uh, over the weekend. Seven-stroke win over the weekend for his first win on tour. He shot a final round four under 67 to, uh, to finish 24 under. Dude, we need to make the course a little bit tougher. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. That's awesome. But I don't. I don't. When it comes to golf, and you guys have heard me say this, I want to see guys struggling for par. Don't give me 24 under. Don't give me 24 under. I also, by the way, recommend Top Golf did that over the weekend. I'm just recuperating physically from that, by the way, because I'm so bad, so so poorly out of shape. Uh. All right, you guys can jump in. 694-1055 is the number. What what um what's your price, Mark? <laughs> are you propositioning me? What are we what are we doing here? What's your price if I was to say change your last name to Moe's Barbecue? And your name would be Mark Moe's Barbecue. I do like that barbecue sauce over there. What would, what would you make your uh, <laughs> what would you make your price? What do you think Lee would would what do you think his price would be to change his last name to Chick-fil-A? Lee Chick-fil-A. You get rid of Shervanian. I bet Lee has a price. And that he would come in and be like, hey guys. It would have to be uh life changing type money. It would have to be And this is only legally, right? You don't have to go up and 
you know, tell everyone, you know, I've never seen any official documentation that your name's really Mark Heim. Right, right. It could just be a radio name. It could be that radio name that people do around here. Exactly. So would you do it for 100K? No. It would have to be life-changing. It would have to be. What, What negatives is there, though, of your last name being... Moe's Barbecue. Someone in the app, how about Chick-fil-E? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and yeah, Lee could do it because he has no middle name. Oh, as, as somebody pointed Trevanian out. to the middle. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be in the millions. But what's the negative? Like, how does it, what detriment does it bring to you in your day-to-day life? Uh, that your legal last name is Chick-fil-A. Or Subway or whatever. Or Subway or, yeah, Coca-Cola, what have you. Toyota. Mark, Mark Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. I don't think it has any in it from the day-to-day. Nothing. So you wouldn't accept 200000 Probably not. I think I probably would. I think I – kn- I know you would. Hey, if any company out there is listening and y'all want to – look, let me pitch this to you on air. <laughs> Business owners who are listening – you get with me, I'll change my last name to your company's name. Not only do you get the promotion on the station, on the radio, we're also going to make national headlines. Okay, you so can bet your ass Mark's going to write an AL.com article about it. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So nobody would know, but now what you're saying is now I would have to introduce, hey, Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian here along with Nick Domino's. Yeah. So now you're having— Well, no, but how often are you saying— Wiggins. Well, Triple G is no longer a thing. That's right. Although technically, if you don't change your Twitter handle or your X handle or whatever we're calling it, yeah, it's still Triple G. That's what I'm saying. You're not even saying it that much. It would literally just be crazy promotion for that like but, two weeks. But don't you think though that if someone is paying you that type of money, they're going to want you not only to have that name but to use that name in public? Or else, what's the point? You, someone's gonna, a, a company's gonna give you so a ridiculous amount of money for just a two week like promotional hype. That will make that will go around the entire world. <laughs> Everyone will talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to. I'm only asking if for I'm the company. K. If I'm the company, I want a little bit more return on my investment than two weeks of you before well, you're any, hiding behind. Any time I use my last name, I would use I would use it. But it's just that I'm not. You don't use your last name often, or I don't at least. I keep things casual. But now, if anyone wants to buy that first name slot, <laughs> <laughs> I got three <laughs> slots available. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So call, call me up. Email Nick at WNSP. We've got some. We got some. We got some names for you. Nick Rectum and Prostate Specialist LLC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! You need to get checked. Yep. Yep. You need to get checked. Men over 40, hey. Yeah. And you know, anytime they meet me, they'll say, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Nick, that's exactly that. See, I would actually pay to help you get that name turned into something like that. <laughs> Look, I'll start the GoFundMe. Yeah. We'll set the the goal at 200000 And whenever we hit it, as a collective, you can just vote on my new name. Maybe that's how you do it. You start a GoFundMe. You set the goal. Whenever they get it, you just let the fans pick what they call you for the rest of your life, legally. 
call him Shervanian. Oh, God. change my whole name to Lee Shervanian. Yep. <laughs> yep. And no middle name. That's right. No middle name. All right, let's uh, wrap up hour number two. We'll take a break. Uh, Brian Matthews will kick off hour number three. You guys can jump in when we return. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got into it. Uh, citing, he, he went all Will Smith minus the slap on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, changing my name to Lee Shervanian, I watched Identity Thief for the first time over the weekend. With Jason Bateman. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I could probably pull one of those on the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's got a little bit of an issue here. He is denying reports. That's right. How many reports citing sources do you think are just completely inaccurate? Like completely wrong? Half. You think at least half? Yeah. Especially now with how X is that <laughs> anyone can be a verified source. Yeah. I could tweet some crazy nonsense and say sources say. Those are X's, not tweets. So what's the verb? We have to talk about what's the verb. You're making an X. That's not a verb. If you're making an X. You're Xing? Yeah. I Sounds like X'd. the new drug phenomenon. Wrapping up hour two. Hey, this is Showtime boxing analyst Steve Farhood, and you're listening to Sports Radio 105.5 WNSD. Welcome back into the opening kickoff. This segment brought to you by Kemco Metal Buildings. Metal building construction experts. Over 50 years of experience. Give them a call. 626-0594. That's 626-0594. Kemco Metal Buildings. Better designs. Tons more quality. By the way, I knew we were going to reiterate some of the news stories. Did you guys... I I need to bring this one up. It was in the post. Did you guys see this story where a woman was arrested in the Bahamas? Alleged plot to kill her husband, who was a former Auburn football player. Oh. Did you guys see this one? So Lindsay Shiver is accused of plotting to murder her husband, Robert, who I think was a long snapper. Um, it's crazy. He's 38. She's 36. It was first reported by the Bahamas Court News. And it was an all, it was like how police found this. They just kind of accidentally kind of stumbled upon it. Two men, one of which apparently had relations with the wife. Okay. Uh, were also arrested in the alleged scheme. So they came upon some texts which detailed the plot when they started searching the phone of a suspected burglar at a bar and grill. So dude tried to rob this place, or burgle, whatever that means, Uh (laughs) okay? Got his phone, went looking through it, found details for the plot to murder this guy. How crazy is that? Now, Robert and Lindsay... Shiver own a house in the Bahamas. And that apparently is where she met her side piece, for lack of a better term. And so what was the plan? It seems to be um, 
it doesn't appear to, to be known at this time or not reported at this time. And our guy Robert is doing fine? He's fine. There was, It was just the plot. I mean, you know, try waking up to that news, though. But how did they find the – like, why were they searching them? What? Well, so I don't know. They, I guess, took the phone off one of the guys that was trying – that got charged with burglarizing this this – I guess they went through. I don't know. Do, is oh, it? Did he, get, he got caught with a different crime. Yes. And then they found out about yes. the plot to kill the yes. husband. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry if I did not make that. Po- uh, in- interestingly enough, Lindsay, the wife, was named Miss Houston County in 2005 and finished second in the National Peanut Festival pageant that year. You never, you never expect the peanut pageant uh, runner-up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You never expect them. How crazy is that? I mean, talk about your news of the weird. I mean, you got a lot going on there. Bahamas, alleged, you know, alleged murder plot, and oh yeah, former Auburn football player. There's, there's peanut, peanut festival peanut, runner up peanut pageant. Pageant, yeah. Peanut pageant the PP. runner up. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I meant to get to that earlier today, and we started rolling on some other stuff, sure. but I felt like that was worthy of our time today. Huh. Well, hopefully that all works out for Robert, and I'm sure that the peanut pageant will maybe have a uh, stricter vetting process of their contestants. Do they resend the, the title of runner-up? Does the peanut pageant come out with a statement? It's come to our attention that, you know, former runner-up 2000-whatever. I think I speak on behalf of all of our audience that we all expect a – statement from the peanut pageant okay. in houston county we should call it ask for a i think by the way for those wondering i think that was in georgia if i'm not mistaken well, let's get the third pl- the girl who came in third place that year on the line and feel how like she got so what robbed was she and like? yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it it is in one respect it's it's incredibly sad apparently they have like three kids so this is just crazy oh, man that's that's tough but what a very bizarre. Um, and we know that she's in on it based off the text from her guy she was having an affair with. That, uh, that appears to be the case. That appears to and be And there's the case. no report on what those texts actually were or no, said? No. No. I was like, hey, in, she in the app, <laughs> could you say she was nuts? Ah, but do go. There you go. Well done. Well done. Would you say that. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had no worries that the police were ever going to cash you. That's awful. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that that was that was terrible. That was sorry, awful. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, nah. No. <laughs> stop. 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 I'm trying to come up with all these nut puns. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got one? No. Uh, although I, I, I'll be honest, the, the wheels are turning. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something, but no, nothing comes to, uh, nothing comes to mind. When it, about this story, I would say that I'm indifferent about the whole matter. Almond. Mm-hmm. Keep. I, I tell you to keep trying, but he's thinking, man. <laughs> like the, the face is all squunched up. Like he's concentrating really hard. I can't think of that many nuts. Hmm. Ah, someone in the app should have changed her name to Planners. Would have never been caught. Planners. 
it's it's as good if not better than your efforts yeah hmm. see now i'm just stuck on running trying to come up with nut puns in my head <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys can jump in. Six uh, nine four one zero five five is the number. Um, all right, so uh, the younger Tagaviola turned down one point five to transfer to an unnamed SEC school. Does everybody here think it's it's Auburn? Yeah. The 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 general consensus that it was probably Auburn. Could it have been Alabama though? I think if it was Alabama, he'd have said sure. But do you want to return to the place that you felt like wasn't the place for you initially? I mean, the dude was there for, for a minute. Yeah, that could be true. Maybe he had – I mean, you wouldn't uh, say this publicly, but maybe there's a little bad blood there. Maybe he's like, ah, you know, I actually really don't get along with this one guy who's still there or something. Um, so may that could be it. Maybe you don't want to go – I mean, Auburn, I mean, Alabama needed a quarterback, right? They w they hit the transfer portal. Yeah. Maybe maybe, this, maybe that's at the same time that Alabama reached out to Maryland, or you know, and said, "Hey, man, you want to come back?" One point five. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of just like going back to your ex girlfriend. You know, it's like ah, I know that it didn't work the first time. Is it really going to work this time? But I've changed. I've matured. You've matured. We're different people now. And here's 1.5 And here's 1.5. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I don't know. I think it was probably – I'm kind of with the listeners. I th I'm thinking Auburn was probably like, hey, let's make a splash. But, you know, Maryland, I'm sure it's nice up there. Uh, They got a cool flag. A lot of colors on there. Okay. Somebody in the app, their protagonist, E-N-F-J. Hey, that's what Mark is. That's what I am. How about that? Yeah, so we got into these. main character syndrome. We got, we, yeah. We got into the, I, I don't know how we did it, but we started taking personality tests. Yeah, I actually don't know where we, where did that come from? We got to vote for Auburn. I mean, uh, not Auburn, but Georgia on the Tag Viola sweepstakes there. What about someone random like Ole Miss? Um, no, he's got a bunch of quarterbacks. He's got like four or something. So, I mean, Georgia needs one. Well, right? I mean, they lost Stetson Bennett. So, who is their quarterback this year? I should know that, right? You think you host a sports show? Hmm. Carson Beck. All right. Hour number three. We're gonna talk some Auburn. We'll do our Millite golf report. And, of course, we'll talk to you. It's the opening kickoff, a legalist edition right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Don't go anywhere. On the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.04, hour number three, another Leelis edition of the opening kickoff. Thanks for hanging with us on this Monday. I hope you and yours had a great uh, weekend. 
Let me get you some news and notes, get caught up on some of the things going on around uh, the sports world. Former Alabama golfer Lee Hodges, he got his first PGA event victory. Seven strokes uh, over the weekend, just it wasn't even close. It was the first win on tour for Hodge. He shot a final round four under 67 Sunday to finish with a 24 under uh, in Minnesota to win the PGA event. Um, Jake Peavy, St. Paul's alum, San Diego Padres have inducted him into the team's Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Jake. Chris Busher wins at Richmond to earn a NASCAR playoff spot. And the big news, obviously, Auburn flipped five-star Foley wide receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama. They got four-star athlete Malcolm Simmons of Benjamin Russell on Saturday. This coming off the heels of the Demarcus Riddick uh, five-star linebacker last Wednesday. Now they've got a Northwestern offensive lineman, uh, Dylan Sinda. Hugh Freeze is just killing it. With that, we bring our good friend Brian Matthews in. He covers Auburn. Brian, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. Uh, doing really well. And, yeah, it was quite a weekend for the Auburn Tigers. All right, so we've been batting this around a little bit. Three in three years, assuming assu- it's a big if, but assuming Hugh Freeze continues to recruit like he's recruited in the last half a week, is Auburn in the yeah. college football playoff? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, this is exactly what they need to do to beat at that level, right? You know, beat out Georgia and Alabama for top recruits. I mean, they're not going to win them all, certainly, but if you can start winning your share. Uh, then Auburn is a program that's certainly shown that it can compete at the highest level. So this is what Auburn's needed for more than a decade now. Uh, and that You know, that's influx of top-tier talent, and you uh, Freeze and his staff are doing the job bringing it in right now. Yeah, because we kind of went through, like, this schedule, and then we started thinking about, well, yeah, to recruit at this level, but you'd also have to unseat, as of right now, obviously Alabama, LSU, Georgia and Tennessee, you'd have to be in that running with that kind of yeah. group, right? If three years from now was today. And obviously with 12, you're looking at getting it at least two teams in. So there's a shot. You you like their chances. Yeah, I do. And I, I would not be surprised if the SEC, you know, averages getting four to five teams in wow. every year, to be honest with you, just the strength of the coppers. But That'll be interesting how that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not, maybe I'm being naive there. I just, I just, you know, you look at the Big Ten and the, and the SEC, and to me, they're going to get, you know, eight, eight or so bids apiece, and the, the rest are going to have to fight for the rest, is my opinion. But we'll see. Um, but um, yeah, I do, and you know, it may not be three years. You know, uh, these turnovers can happen so much quicker because of the transfer portal, and, and because you know how quickly the top recruits cycle through programs, you know, three years at most for, for most of those elite guys, um, like a Perry Thompson, for example. So, um, you know, um, I could see something happening in a couple of years. We'll see, you know, certainly not this year. I think he took a roster that was a three-win team maybe and, and turned it into a maybe a seven-win team or, you know, plus or minus one or two. But um, uh, I think this program is now headed in the right direction for sure. He's Brian Matthews. Follow him on Twitter at BMATAU. He covers Auburn for Rivals.com. He joins us here on WNSP. All right, so I had you on. I even texted you. So had you on the preview Big Cat weekend. It seemed to go pretty well then. They had an unbelievable weekend, so it makes sense to have you come on and recap. But I asked you last week to kind of put the uh, DeMarcus Riddick uh, commitment in perspective about how big that is. Well, I'll ask you, since that time, can you put that time in perspective, how just the number of quality recruits uh, that Auburn has pulled in since then? 
Yeah, I, th I think this weekend is, is, you know, we talked about the moment, I think, uh, yeah. the last time we spoke, and I think you can combine Riddick and Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons, the uh, receiver from Alexander City, and just Big Cat weekend on to one big moment, right? I, yeah. I just I, I see this kind of as a turning point, you know. Um, and you can even reach back to Joseph Phillips, who committed back in June, a, a guy everybody thought was a lock for Georgia for months. Uh, you know, that was a that was a big win for Auburn. It wasn't that Joseph Phillips had an offer from Georgia. Georgia wanted Joseph Phillips, and that's, that's a big difference from some of the quote-unquote wins they've had before, at least recently. And then, you know, to get Riddick, um, who flipped from Georgia, and a lot of people thought he was, you know, flipped to Alabama potentially, but to get him and then to uh, flip Perry Thompson from Alabama. And that goes back to what they did to finish out that 23 class. Remember, they uh, flipped Keldrick Fall from FSU. Uh, they flipped Kyan Lee from Ohio State. You know, these are our, all top-tier, blue-chip-type prospects that you have to fill up your program with if you're going to compete at that highest level. It clearly, I mean, people are pumped, right? So he, yeah. Hugh Freeze is getting thrown in the pool. Bruce Pearl yeah. is, is, is tweeting about things. Like, I, there's an excitement, which is normal with any high-profile coach that's coming in, but there, it, it, it just kind of feels, it's certainly a different feel around the plains today. It does. It really does feel different, right? And I think Auburn people are very hungry for this, right? And a lot of people have forgotten, you know, uh, what Auburn is like when it's really, really good. You know, it's been a decade, right? And um, there's been a lot of struggles, and you've seen your top two um, biggest rivals have the greatest success in their history. Even though Alabama has an incredible history, it's still, you know, I think Nick Saban's run and, and now Kirby Smart at Georgia are the two best, you know, runs in, in, in both those schools' history. That's tough on Auburn people, right? Right. But now, you know, they feel like they're starting to chip away, right, and maybe climbing back up that mountain uh, to start to compete with those two teams uh, where they feel like they belong. Uh, Brian Matthews, our guest here on WNSB. Speaking of uh, us speculating, earlier today we were talking about uh, to his younger brother, Tallulah Tagovailoa. There's a report he, had, he, he revealed at Big Ten Media Days uh, that he was offered, I think, $1.5 million uh, from an unnamed SEC school. We were speculating on what, which school it could potentially have been. A lot of our listeners believe it was Auburn. W w does that make sense? Would, would, you, would you be surprised if it were Auburn? I would be. Um, sounds like it takes a money, right? I also don't <laughs> buy some of these numbers that have been thrown out by agents and recruits either. I just, I just don't buy it. So maybe I'm completely off base here. I'm just, I'm just not buying that. Yeah. So I'm um, like, but, I'm, um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited that a guy turned down money to stay at a place that he's like that he loves and built relationships with. I think that's that's what college football should be. Although the, yep. the content provider in me really <laughs> would have liked to have seen him take a $1.5 million offer from any SEC school. But yeah. had it been Auburn or even Alabama, I mean, it would have been a, it would have been low-hanging fruit for us here in the state for a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that uh, an SEC school or more than one went after, went after him, obviously. Uh, yeah. You know, there were some high-profile uh, schools in the conference that are looking or were looking for a starting quarterback. You know, Alabama went out and got the Notre Dame kid. Yeah. I went out and got Dayton Thorne. Georgia's recruited so well. I think they felt good about their guys. But still, there's going to be some interesting, you know, developments and see how some of those quarterbacks fit and how well they do. All right. So, uh, what's next on the Hugh Freeze headline meter? Like, what what are we going to be what are we going to be talking about next? He's on a roll here. 
Yeah, he really is. And, I, you know, I don't have a, a, you know, a guy who I can point to who is definitely next, but I know K.J. Bolden, uh, the five-star uh, receiver, I mean, excuse me, safety from Buford, is going to have a decision soon. And I think Auburn's in his top two. Um, and I think that's just a decision coming up this week. Jaquan Patterson, I don't know um, his timeline, but he's another five-star safety who I think Auburn's in, in decent shape for now. Uh, certainly one to watch. So um, those are some guys. I think um, I think it's T.J. Lindsey, a um, defensive end, defensive lineman from uh, Arkansas, who's now at IMG. He couldn't make big cap, but his parents came. Uh, to me, that's a really, really good sign. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, they, they I think for some reason IMG would let him go uh, because he had some responsibilities as far as the team stuff. So um, that was that was really big to have his parents there. So he's another one to keep a close eye on too. Uh, and because I, I never ask a whole lot of traditional questions, mostly because Lee's here and I don't get a chance to, did you see this crazy um, story uh, about Robert Shiver, the former long snapper? Did you know him? Yeah. Did you cover him? Uh, I, I vaguely remember him. Um, you know, I don't remember him being a starter. I yeah. mean, he may have been, but I don't recall that. And then at first the story came out, it sounded like uh, this young lady was an Auburn cheerleader, but apparently she was a Troy cheerleader. That transferred to Auburn was just a student, but still, that's a pretty crazy story. And I don't know if you watched the video of her, you know, if they're purple walk or whatever it was. She, she didn't seem to be too concerned. She she seemed to have that type of personality, like she sort of um, can do whatever she wants. But ah. that'll be interesting to see how that turns out, you know. It really is. So, uh, yeah, never, <laughs> never a dull moment in sports. There's always something to be talking about. Hey, Brian, I appreciate you coming aboard, man. I know it was a busy weekend for anybody that – missed everything that happened and what's getting ready to happen there on the planes. How can people go about finding out more information? Yeah, I appreciate them. We had tons of coverage and they continue to roll out um, some of the interviews we got with some of the 25 and 26 kids that were there at Big Cat. And of course, you can catch up on the commitments and uh, the pool, um, uh, you know, you free being thrown in the pool and everything else at AuburnSports.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, and threads at BMATAU. Hey, man, have a great week. Appreciate the time. We'll be in touch. Hey, I appreciate it. Yep. Take care. All right, there you go. Brian Matthews, there you go, Nick. Brian adding a little something to the Shiver story. She was a former Troy cheerleader. And I, I guess we need to find the perp walk because it feel, uh, according to Brian there, um, she didn't really seem to uh, to seem to have a full grasp of the uh, severity of the situation. I have questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for the docu-series to come out on Netflix about it. Speaking of Netflix, I think dropping tomorrow is the Florida Urban Ooh. Meyer one and the one I'm really looking forward to, Johnny Manziel. That one's going to be awesome. Oh, I didn't know they were making a Johnny Oh, Manziel yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Good for him. He could use the check. Yeah, right. Uh, if you missed the Shiver story, we'll reset. Um, but it's uh, it seems like it was a murder-for-hire, would-be hitman-type story. Um I've been watching um, this documentary series on Netflix called How to Be a Cult Leader. <laughs> I think I'm getting there. <laughs> I think I'm picking up all the lessons. It's a how-to. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do our Millite Golf Report. John Ricchetti's going to join us, and then we're open the rest of the way for you guys to chime in with your comments, your questions, your criticism. We might be having a special guest come in and drop in on the show for the last two segments. What? Potentially. All right. We'll see. All right. Oh, that might be him that just walked in. I can't see. What?
The one and only. Man, man they let anybody up in here. So does this I mean I... Are we going to want to... Never mind. Oh, are you trying to leave early? No, 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 no. Just feel like we're going to be talking a lot of National Basketball Association. He was mad that we didn't know who the Georgia quarterback was. So he, he drove he, he, all the way here from Destin? Yeah. Man is pissed. All right, stay with us. Plenty left. The opening kickoff. Hey, this is David Morse of QB Country. When I'm in my car, I always have it tuned in to 105.5 WNSP, the sports station. Back at it here on a Monday edition of the opening kickoff. Yes, and the very subtle clues we left about our mysterious guests were very obvious, and maybe he'll sit down and join us here in just a little bit. But it is now time for the Millite Golf Report. Our good friend John Ricchetti. Uh, happy Monday, sir. It looks like uh, we had a little Alabama flavor over the weekend. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of eyes were on the uh, CBS telecast yesterday is Lee Hodges uh, from Huntsville area, Huntsville, Alabama area, played golf, started, uh, he started his career at UAB, then transferred when Coach Alan Murray left uh, UAB to go to Washington and transferred to Alabama to play with Coach Sewell, where uh, I know Coach Sewell got some some uh, TV time yesterday on TV, but uh, Lee Lee Hodges is trending in the right direction, and uh, I watched this kid play on the Corn Ferry Tour all the way to the last few years on the PJ Tour. It was just a matter of time uh, to get it, and he did it in convincing fashion yesterday. So uh, great to see the uh, Crimson Tide and another uh, win as their, uh, as their pool of PJ Tour players continue to uh, you know prosper and uh, and so forth. A tribute to their program at the University of Alabama, the men's golf program. So congratulations to Lee Hodges as he picks up his first PGA Tour victory at the 3M Championship. Also in the senior, I don't know if you got a chance, if folks got a chance to watch any of the British Senior Open yesterday at Royal Porca. What a tough, tough, tough conditions. But had to go in the playoffs yesterday, and Alex Chayka defeated Padraig Harrington to claim that major title yesterday over at the Senior British Open. Scores were extremely, extremely high. Uh, Colin Montgomery, 88 yesterday. Uh, I think I think he said it's one of the highest is the highest score he's ever played in professional golf. But uh, that just gives you tell you how when the weather can turn over there at the Open Championships. Here tonight at uh, six o'clock, uh, we'll be live from Ruth Chris Steakhouse Ooh. in Mobile. So oh yeah, oh yeah. So we will be rocking and rolling. Should have a cast of characters with us, and uh, should be a great show. Hey man, thanks so much. Enjoy the show, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, John. All right, guys, have a great week. That's uh, John Ricchetti, Millite Golf Report. Our uh, our guest, our special celebrity guest host. What do you? How do you describe the one and only Stephen Root when he when he sits down next to you? I'm all like nervous and stuff. Come on, radio man, it, use those words. It's like when that kid. It's like when that kid from high school comes back that graduated, and he's like, man. Trip McNeely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Johnson's still giving y'all some trouble. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. 
Well, as I enter the WNSP listening area, I hear nut puns and nobody knows a Georgia quarterback. So yeah. I, I teleported here just to give you hell. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate you doing that. You know. And who is the Georgia quarterback? Well, pick one, man. It's well, it's gonna be Carson. Y'all pick one. Isn't that y'all's isn't that y'all's team's job to pick one? It's gonna be Carson Beck. You did come up with Carson Beck, Mark, and and redeem yourself. Booyah, there. baby! Um, but if that doesn't work out, other five star, four star options oh, would be Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandegrift. And don't forget that Dylan Rayola committed to Georgia. Okay, by the way, and we'll be there next year. If I'm ha- if I got a team, I want my quarterback's name to be Gunner. That is like that's just a perfect quarterback name right there. It's a good one. Brock Vandegriff is a strong quarterback name too. Yeah. Now, granted, Stetson overcame Stetson to be a quarterback. That that ain't exactly. That's not what I'm looking for in a quarterback name. But Gunner, no, that's a, not a bad quarterback. Stetson Bennett. That's a I quarterback mean, he, name. Stetson Bennett the fourth. I don't want. But don't without want. his performance, he turned that name cool after a while. That's I don't true. know if it was until you know he did what he did. I, I'll give you that. It's a, it's a it's a solid point. But there's certain guys like that first name you just know that's the guy you want a quarterback. Gunner, that's the guy I want a quarterback. Carson, a lot of lot yeah. of big name quarterbacks with the name Carson. I can think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> I can think of two. All right, who? Who's Besides the second? Because we knows the one. All right, who's the first one? Carson Palmer. Carson Wentz. Oh come oh. on. There you go. Well, that's a maybe that's an age thing. That's a that's spectrum a lot. there. Two NFL quarterbacks. Well, yeah. that's a spectrum of success there. But you know, you're right. Give it to you. All right. Carson. One of them has a ring, one doesn't. That is true. It's fantastic. So what are you up to these days, Mr. Root? Oh, man, just had to pop in town. My my lady's got a couple things to deal with over here. Going to see the family, just, you know, tending to at, things. She, she waiting in the car? No, <laughs> no, she's not. She we'll, dropped you off? We'll have to you bring roll it. the windows down, right? They'll <laughs> <laughs> come in and bust those out. Uh. <laughs> All right, so coming up, oh, we did, did you hear uh, we did personality test? Here today, did you? Who yes. won? I don't know if it's a, I don't <laughs> know. <if it's> a <laughs> uh, let I think me see. I won. Uh, Nick is most like Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay, Whoopi Goldberg, Margaret Thatcher, FDR, Doctor Strange, not the actor but the actual character, and Jim Carrey. Well, maybe remove Jim Carrey. I don't know if that party would have been that good to be with all those. You, Mark? Obama, Oprah, John Cusack, (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Sean Connery, Morpheus, the character, of course, Uh, Skylar from Breaking Bad, and and Maya Angelou. What awful BuzzFeed, you know... No, no, where did you find this? 16personalities.com. <laughs> and then we did one for Lee with uh with Nick playing the role of Lee. He's most like Sting, Denzel Washington, George Washington. No relation. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice, Jason Bourne, which kind of scares me a little bit. Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, and George H. Bush. Well, when I think Lee Shervanian, I think Denzel. So <laughs> there you go. It must be yeah. that time of year, though. The Man, epitome are, of cool. What is y'all doing today? Uh, we, we hit it all. Well, we wanted to get you caught up so we can get to the sports stuff. What was your Good favorite deal. nut pun on the way in? And can you contribute? Uh, well, or do we need to ca- <laughs> do we need to cash you up on what's been going on? Oh, stop. Macadamia might be hard. I don't know. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two segments left. Steven Root's in the house. Who knows what will happen next? It's the opening kickoff.
Hey, it's 8.32. Welcome back in. This segment brought to you by USA Athletics, reminding people to get their tickets for the home opener at Hancock-Whitney Stadium September 9th. Go to usajaguars.com backslash tickets for more details. All right. I'm Mark Heim. Lee Shervanian expected to rejoin the show tomorrow in a kind of a part-time capacity. Nick Triple G Subway is in the uh, is in the other uh, booth, and the one and only Stephen Root joining us here on WNSP. Little surprise visitor. Glad to be here. You miss uh, Dolphin and Dunk out there streets. I do. It was calling me. I had to get here as fast <laughs> as I could this morning. What so a three man What a three man tandem this would be, huh? Well, there was a time. For radio? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page here. Are you talking about, like, what, a three-on-three well, three basketball team? There was, a, there was a time where I didn't think I was ever going to be the oldest guy in the room uh, at WNSP. Time flies. I was, I was the young buck not that long ago, it seems. But here we are. Oh, three-on-three? Three? Who are we playing? Because now we've added an enforcer. I'm assuming that would be your role. I don't want to stretch four. Stretch four. He's stretch soft. Four. He's soft. No, I'm not. What? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a mean stretch four. <laughs> now, look, I've seen, because I, I had the opportunity to play basketball with Mr. Wiggins over there. and uh, I saw you wipe the floor with them guys. Well, I mean, it's kind of like being the tallest short person there. Yeah. It's not a whole lot of competition. <laughs> but defense is not in that man's repertoire. It is if I need to pull it out. Yeah, never afraid to shoot that Nick Wiggins. He uh, he is trusting the shot at all times. Really? Because he was telling me before the game that he was more of a facilitator. He's not. He's a shooter. I'm like Trey Young. <laughs> I can yeah. get 30 and 10. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll focus. You'll get your 30 first and then do what you got to do elsewhere. But I do whatever it takes to win. If I got to drop 50 to get the win, then I'll do it. Well, if I'm shooting over 50. That one video y'all put out, the shot was a little cold that day for you, buddy. I think uh, I maybe it, it warmed up towards the end of that. You know, we I never forget. We never did follow up with the high school guys. They had challenged us, and we never got back yeah, to it. Yeah, because that was going to be a potential three-on-three. Three. It was going to be Bina, Brian, and Pigskin. And then we were going to potentially add Root onto our as our third. Was how that was going to go. Yeah, I would like our youth in that situation. Somebody's yeah, got, somebody's like got to bang down low with Big Brian Gennard. That would be tough. Um, that's a, that's a big boy, but I think you I can handle. He'd be talking it. smack. He yeah. was all pro community college point guard or whatever he said. <laughs> all pro. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can honestly say my three on three game is stronger than my two on two. It's a different dynamic. That yep. would that would play to our strengths. Mark's sure. a true playmaker. Uh, he's a facilitator. He was always looking to set me up. Although Man, the I'm very first star. play, very first play, I'm like, I'm just messing around. I'm going to go set a pick. Dude waves me off on the very first play. <laughs> yeah, that's the Nick Wiggins I, I know. I mental game. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be uh, scared to start camping down low and doing the dirty work. All right, as a Georgia guy, let me ask you, as a Georgia guy, are you concerned in the least bit, not immediately now, but in the next couple seasons about what Hugh Freeze is doing at Auburn? No, if they're flipping guys from Alabama and Georgia, those guys must not be any good. Come on, we are we we know that. We all know that. No, I'm kidding. Auburn's coming. They will be good probably much sooner than later. Um, you know, those the players they're getting to flip from Alabama and Georgia, not only the recruiting they've done themselves on other guys, it's you know, it's it's gonna work. They're gonna be good. I mean, you've still got to fight in the West. LSU is my concern. I mean, I'm, I won't shift focus to Auburn until 
you know, they're really in the game. But it's it's LSU right now would be one my pick to win the West and be a threat for a while. Would you say that in four years, maybe in a four-year time span, that Auburn is in that college football playoff? I mean, they kind of better be. I mean, right, that's what you want. That's what you expect when you hire Hugh Freeze. And, you know, Auburn, they kind of expect to be there. They've got to be in a position to win 10 games every year. So Brian Matthews, who joined us at the top of the hour uh, at 8 o'clock, said he wouldn't be surprised if four or five SEC teams got into a tw in the 12-team I mean, I can't playoff. wait for that because, yeah, we're going to get to the 12-team playoff, and then we're going to be debating – you know, the third, fourth, fifth best team in the SEC, and are they better than the first, second team from whoever? And But my point is, if that many get in, he Auburn better be yeah. in the playoff. Yeah, and I would bet they would be. Do you think that a 12-team college football playoff eventually overtakes, like, March Madness? Uh, do you think that there's going to be those upset wins that everyone's clamoring for? Not hardly as many. I mean, you'll get some, but that's why basketball and, and March Madness is what it is. I mean, you're just not going to get that in football um, for whatever reason. I mean, a, a full roster of a football team when the talent outweighs the other team, you're yeah. going to get the better team winning in football. It's yeah, just you is can get is. some guy, some skinny no-name kid knocking down seven or eight threes and change the complexity of a basketball game. Yeah, because uh, no. you didn't scout them or you didn't prepare for them. But no, when it's when it, they're very few, like legit. Do you believe in miracle type upsets in football? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, some uh, lesser team might get you know a quarterback that is great and kind of ride ride him. But uh, you know, in in football, you're just going you, to get far more often the better teams. Than so one. you disagree? Yeah. I would bet that there's one big upset every year. Like, obviously, it's not like you're one seed, you know, losing probably. But there's going to be that team that everyone counts out, and they're going to hear that and feed off that and go into their playoff game, that Utah State or whatever. And then they're going to roll in, and they're going to upset LSU or something. Because, you know, these teams get upset in the regular season. Right. But here's the difference. All right. So, like, Oklahoma lost to Boise State. Remember? It was, like, the Fiesta Bowl or whatever it was. But – Oklahoma wasn't playing the game. They weren't playing the opponent or where they wanted to play that year, right? When Alabama lost to Utah in the Sugar Bowl, like, that's a real thing. When you get relegated to a, a, a bowl you weren't hoping for, you didn't make the college football playoff, your guys aren't into it. That changes with the playoff. It's win or go home. It's survive and advance. Like, you're not going to find one of these highly favored teams. So yeah. we all predicted TCU to make the national championship this year? I mean, we didn't going into the season, but halfway through the year, we figured out um, how good Max Duggan was. I mean, they kind of put themselves on the spotlight. Yeah, Michigan was the favorite in that game, and, you know, they just kind of fell apart. But, See, no, we didn't you predict that, TCU gonna going happen. in. That's going to You add more games, more teams that are hungry and want to be in that spot, there's going to be a lot of upsets. I don't now, think Now, there's so. going to be those teams that aren't going to get upset. There's going to be the Georgia – you know, if Ohio State is uh, popping off, if Alabama is doing well, they're not going to get upset probably by those lesser teams. But Well, to Mark's point, when you had, like, UCF claiming their national championship when beating Auburn, that game, Auburn didn't want to be there. They're two different programs on two different levels, and UCF, that was their major moment. 
and they took it. And Auburn, you know, kind of gave it up. They didn't want to be there. So when it's a championship really on the line and not some bowl game, um, I'm with Mark on that. These teams are going to show up far more times than not. And, and I'll give you a TCU. I think that's a great example. My question, though, is how many – how many of those examples can you come up with over the years? I mean, I think it's a stretch to go from, man, do you see that TCU game to, man, there's going to be an upset well, like that every, no, but every year when we get to we've 12. We've only had – the playoffs haven't been around that long, and there's only been four teams. All of a sudden, you're going down to the number 12? You don't think that the 10 seed might upset the 4 seed? Well, I don't know what the seeding yeah, is. There, or how there's going to be but some – you that low – you know, that middle seed – well, it would come from the middle, not the top uh, and bottom. I mean, you'll see good games there in the middle. I mean, but when you've got yeah, it'll be that eight nine or whatever it yeah. is in the football. It'll be that. Right. So then, even th those might not be tremendous upsets, but you know, you're just not having a Tulane having the ability to take down Georgia or an Alabama but, is but not when, going when, to be often. When we're it's saying that happen. there might potentially be five SEC teams in there, right? They all beat up on each other throughout the whole season, anyway. So you're telling well, me LSU somehow is an eight seed because they lost to Alabama and whatever other SEC team that year. For some well reason, they're the eight seed, but they upset one of the top seeds. I mean, that uh, that's where it could happen. Is but but is that an upset? Not I'm really. I mean, by the num by the seeding right, number, well, right. You upset. tried to compare it to March Madness and how how crazy some of those matchups are. Uh, under what am I trying to say? Um, how upsets is the word I was trying to say. How crazy some of those are is just kind of the level of program that's able to accomplish it, you know. But yeah, that wouldn't be a shock when okay, say a three, what if a four-loss Auburn team squeaks into the playoffs and did beat Alabama? Like, no, that wouldn't be a huge shock. I mean, they they will have the talent to do it. Um, but that would technically, by definition, <laughs> be an upset. Okay. Well, <laughs> but where, where you Madness, bring up an interesting point be. is when we get to the twelve. What's the committee? How does the committee rank teams? And does a two two loss SEC team get relegated to like eighth or ninth seed, even though their two losses were to, as it turns out, the number one and the three seed? Right. So I wouldn't be overly shocked if a two loss, I don't know, LSU team beat an undefeated USC, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Or TCU, right. I wouldn't be like, well, whether, oh my god, I mean, do you believe in miracle? No, whether man, it's that, the four spot or the twelve spot, the same arguments are going to be there. It's going to be the same thing. We're going to be de debating the same things and arguing points for certain teams. Um, I'm just saying, it's not going to all be chalk, people. Okay, it's going to be all right. You're right. It never is, but the overwhelming majority of college football playoff games will have the better team winning. I mean. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, odds are the better team will m win most of the time. Far more than, say, a March Madness. Yes, but I, I was okay. more speaking of, like, the allure of it all. Like, we all care about college football a lot more than we do college basketball. We only pay attention during March Madness. So I'm saying, like, does that aura of it all, do all are all of a sudden we're talking about, like, February frenzy or whatever month we're playing in. You know what I'm saying? Like, because how, how long is it going to take to play all those games? That's going to be a two-week process, right? I mean, yeah, it's going to take that time, sure. And it will just be bigger. I mean, you're going to have more fan bases in it, you know, coming down the stretch, the end of the regular season. I mean, you're going to have far more fan bases with hope. 
right? And that's what all goes away in college football so quickly. So, so what would you do? Give the first two a bye, maybe have a, like a, a play-in game or something? I'm sure they already have that mapped out. I think it was that the top two seeds get a bye that first round. I always that uh, before the twelve, you know, really picked up momentum. I always liked six with the top two receiving a bye. That was kind of my a little minor expansion to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that's what I liked for a long time. But it's if you don't like the twelve game playoff, then I don't see how you could call yourself a, a fan of sports, right. right? Just I, give it to me. I got the twelve team college football uh, bracket right here. So your top four seeds would all get a bye. Okay. And then the one seed in that second round would play the winner out of 8-9. The four seed would play the winner out of 5-12. Mm. The, the big 5-12. You see, no one's going to look at the 5 to our point. No one's going to look at that 5-12 matchup and be like, yeah, I'm taking the, 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 uh, the upset on this one. Why not? Do you know who the 512 would have been whenever they made this article? It would have been TCU versus Tulane. Who was the 12? Tulane. TCU would have murdered him. See, we I, I think that, Well, I think that's going to become the most common thing when you get down to trying to figure out who's going to round out the 12 when you get to, you know, 8 through 12 is arguing a three-loss SEC team compared to these, you Undefeated know, Group of five schools. I mean, to me, I would probably, without even knowing who it is in the future, think like every time I'm going to side with the two, three loss SEC team. I think I'm going to do that every single time. And those are the teams in the conferences that are going to wind up prevailing in those arguments because I said this last week on on another station I was doing. The rich always get richer no matter what the goal is. That's the unintended consequence of everything we do in in college football. In college athletics, but college football. NIL was going to help guys get to – it's going to help the little guys bring in recruits so that they could offset what was happening at the major universities. That's not what's happening. The transfer portal was going to allow for these mid-majors to get guys that it maybe wasn't working out at the big college university. I mean, the big programs because they weren't starting. It's not happening. Guys are moving and moving up. Like, everything that happens ultimately helps the bigger schools. I'll say this, and here's my Nick Wiggins guarantee. <laughs> when the 12-team playoff comes around, and if they do do that, uh, the first four seed, top four seeds get that bye, it is not going to be one, two, three, four in that semifinal. Someone's going to get upset. At least one of them will get upset. Maybe it's only the five. Maybe it's the six. But it's not just going to be, you know, one versus four, two versus three. All right. Someone else is going to sneak in there. Well, I get that. And I think Root understands that. But what you're failing to see is that's easy. That's easy to say because it could. But if the committee decides for some reason to throw some love at a non-power five and puts undefeated Utah or TCU at four and they put a two loss LSU or Georgia or Florida or Alabama or whoever at five or six. I'm probably not knowing the rosters of what, how that's season. I'm probably saying SEC wins that game. So or Big Ten. Or Big Ten. So I'm right. You found a way to make yourself be right. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll just let you have it. Y'all are arguing a point against me that I wasn't trying to make, though. No, you are sugarcoating and trying to make a point that isn't relevant. There are going anymore. to be upsets in the college. You know what? I don't know about you, Root, but this is why I don't I don't really want to do radio with him anymore. I don't blame you. I'm, I'm going to the front. I'm looking what for. Were my I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. <laughs> my personality type again. 
Uh, hang on, let me let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. I was arrogant, overconfident, <laughs> stubborn. Yeah, that's right. You were Gordon Ramsay. You were Whoopi Goldberg. Oh You're God. Jim Carrey. No. Your takes are rubbish. Not Whoopi. You are both <laughs> idiot sandwiches. <laughs> Speaking of idiot sandwiches, how many of you guys out there would uh, change your name legally and get you would get Subway for life? For did, life. Did I see that? I think this may have been a, a joke that got me on Twitter, but Vanderbilt, the school, was doing the same thing. <laughs> if you change your first name to Vanderbilt, I think you get tickets for life. And there's a name of a quarterback I want no part of. <laughs> and we're back around. Let's take one final segment. Uh, let's take a break, one final break, and we'll uh, set the table. I say we set the table for the tomorrow show, but Lee's let's be honest. Back. Lee's back. And you're going to want to listen. Hey, now. Hey, now. Shervanian's back. Nothing? Nah. Cricket noise. Crickets. Cricket noise. Crickets. Well, they can't all be winners. Kind of like Nick's takes. Can't They can't all be winners. One final segment. Steven Root's in the house. Nick Wiggins is over there. Nick Subway. Nick Six-Inch no, Wiggins. that hasn't been... <laughs> That hasn't been sold yet. Oh, yeah, I'm Morricon. Stay with us. Daniel A. Moore, you are listening to WNSP Sports Radio. It's a... All right, 8.53, one final segment here. I want to thank uh, all you guys for making uh, us part of your morning. Of course, we're back at it tomorrow. We are uh, root back in the transfer portal. We got a sweet NIL gig for Shervanian, so he'll be back. But you can hear Steven Root and Nick Wiggins weekly on the double dribble. What is it? The double? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Double the double team. Double right. team podcast. And where can we find that if I were to so if I if I so wanted to, to, to listen? You can find that on WNSP now on your favorite podcasting platform. How about that? Yeah, we we need to get to it this week with SEC Media Days. Our our live show was moved back a week, but it is that time of year. I don't think there's been any piece of real news in the past week or so. Um, just kind of the continuation of more unknowns surrounding like two players in the league that we're following, Dame and, and Harden. But other than that, not a whole lot going on. Really selling it. Well, hey, by the way, <laughs> that's why you have to tune in to see what we do with all this nothingness. I like it. Would uh, would you change your name to Subway legally? I mean, uh, I think our friend Nick over there would. Not Subway. Uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta give me something I would you know want to have a lifetime Domino's, supply of Pizza nah. Hut. Nah. All right. Chick Fil A. Well, what mm -mm. what, uh, what food <laughs> what food would you want a lifetime supply of? Ah oh, man, that's tough. Tacos. Nah. Nachos. I just keep riding them off the next yeah. five minutes. Spaghetti. Steak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Steven, right, so steak and ale root. <laughs> so you would change your first name to the name of a steakhouse if you got unlimited meals there for the rest of your life? I would be Ruth Chris Root. No problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
all right. Fair enough. Okay. And that's not even, that's like, that's a name. Ruth Chris Root. That is a name. R.C. Yeah. Root. R.C. Root. <laughs> I like it. Dang. Okay. Ayo. Ruth Chris. <laughs> Ricchetti's going to be there tonight. Maybe he can put a good word in for you. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're. All right, let me ask Georgia Fan Root another question because we were talking about to his younger brother, right? He's up at Maryland. He revealed that an SEC school, an unnamed SEC school, offered him one and a half million to, to transfer. We got somebody, a couple guys in the in the in the app think maybe it could have been Georgia. I don't see why. I mean, you've you're the three guys you have there now, highly recruited. Um, guys that you know you've been able to develop out of high school up to this point i don't know why you muddy those waters with an outsider um you know if that's the right term or not whatever but you've got guys that can all play and there's going to be two that don't because one is better but the other two being highly recruited guys they were i would be completely shocked if it were to be georgia i mean would you be more surprised to find out it was Alabama or if it were Auburn I mean I guess you asked that my first response would be Alabama just I don't know why but because he'd been there already he had been there and and making a huge move like that I, I just feel like it would be more of a shock to me if it were Alabama but I mean my answer would be I w if it were to be those two I wouldn't ha have been much shocked either way if it well was. the money suggests it could be A&M yeah but it's not Mississippi State Ole Miss has four on the roster already. Uh, Arkansas has got a guy coming back. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, we don't know exactly. I mean. Well, dude throws it a mile. He does, but let's see what else. Yeah. I mean, Joe Milton has maybe the biggest arm in a long time in college football. Uh, but still, I mean, we heard about the Nico Iamaleava. What? Numbers that were thrown out there and what Listen Tennessee might have been go. sliding to him. So Tennessee, I don't think would have shied away from you know doling some money out. Uh, but yeah, A and M, Tennessee, Auburn—that that would probably have to be it. If it was Georgia who put the offer in to Little Tagovailoa, <laughs> do you wish that <laughs> he would have accepted and that that would have been your quarterback going into this year? No, no. And then he comes in after the your Carson gets benched in the first half against Alabama <laughs> in the SEC championship game and unleashes a. Mm. How Not poetic. a second and 26, but a third and 37 for the walk-off. That's a very, you know, nice hypothetical situation you've <laughs> you've constructed. But, <laughs> nope, people will learn who Carson Beck is very quickly this year. Um, they've If something were to happen to him, they would learn about one of the other two. Uh, I don't need Talia muddying the waters of the Georgia quarterback room. <sighs> no fun. Nope. Hey, great catching up. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, that seat is always open when... Lee's not here, so, you know, twice a year. <laughs> but good seeing you. You too. Good to All be right. here. Nicholas, well done, sir. It was fun. Thanks. We'll, we'll talk some more tomorrow. Will we? You just <laughs> never know. When he's in charge, you just never know what's going to happen. Might be for the last time for a while. Right, because Lee will be back. Right. But that's probably the no reason. I can't get a word in. Yeah. Okay. And scolded when I do. Right. You too? Well, we have that in common. I know our personalities are different, but, man, we got so much in common. All right. want to thank you guys for hanging with us. It was a lot of fun. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, see ya.